Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Thanks for being here. Y'all, I got to get right into it. I am laughing so hard right now. I just picked up my phone and you know, it's been, listen, I've just been sitting in this apartment laughing to myself so hard for the last hour because of the visual that I have created in my mind. (laughs) I can't even know where to begin. You know, this year has just been a, a just a clusterfuck of epic proportions. No one knows what's coming. We're like in a Formula One race. And at every turn, there's a new obstacle or there's another crash ahead that we have to navigate in a split second of how to get around without crashing our car, which is essentially in this metaphor, our car is like our own mental health and, and stability. And listen, I know when people say, like, don't make things political, but y'all, this is what we're living in. And my job as a, as a comedian is to observe things out into the out in the world and then take that knowledge back into my like sick, twisted, cynical brain and, and find the humor in it. Because I feel like also at this point, if we don't laugh at everything, we will cry. OK, so President Trump went to Walter Reed. You know, he's got the covid and I just I'm just laughing so hard at this this tweet that he just came out with right now. And if you can't objectively laugh at this and just giggle about how insane this is, I don't I don't know what else we're supposed to do. I don't know what other emotion we're supposed to have other than just, huh? Donald Trump today. I will be leaving the great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m. Feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We have developed under the Trump administration some really great drugs and knowledge. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. Hot off the press, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you see, straight from the mouth himself, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Feeling better than he did 20 years ago. I don't know why that just sent me over the edge today. I've already been in kind of a my own personal manic, you know, manic Monday, if you will. It's just another manic Monday. Wow, hit the vibrato. But a tweet like that is just insane to me. And I'm not a Twitter twatter because I think my, what I like to say would never come across the way I want it to come across on Twitter. But this is crazy. And here's the deal. You know, I we know he's beefed up on the roids. And this really is just making me laugh because this guy, the leader of our free nation is like, I've never felt better. Better than I did 20 years ago. 
Like, how have we gotten here? How have we gotten here, guys? I don't know what to say. And you can't not sit back and laugh at this stuff. I mean, I just imagine him on roids doing zoomies around Walter Reed, you know, and if you've ever taken a steroid, like a prednisone or anything for, you know, a sinus infection strep, I get sinus infections like people get their periods once a month, very intense, very heavy. I've seen six ENT doctors in the last two years. I've gotten CT scans on my sinuses and they say, your sinuses aren't crowded. And there's not a lot we can do. You don't really need surgery. You just have the immune system of, you know, I don't know, a shelter cat. Like, it's not great. It's not great. So I've been on the roids and maybe it's because I can relate, but whatever they've got this guy on, he's losing his mind. I mean, I've been locked up by myself for quite some time now. And I really am just, as a comedian, I have to have these outlets. And I've been basically talking to my you know, duvet and down comforter for the last three weeks. So when I saw this, I was like, what? Do, I don't even know how to acknowledge this right now. This is insane. I've never felt better. You know, he's now rolled down the windows of the, the, the suburban that's taking him back to the White House. And he's like, Melania, come out on the lawn. Daddy is back. Daddy is back. Last time I took prednisone steroid, which was like two months ago, I'm not even kidding you. I was out in the yard. My mom couldn't find me. I'd gone to like urgent care because I knew a science infection was coming. You know, they tested me for COVID. It came back negative. They're like, no, we, we can see clearly. This is a it's, a, it's a bacterial situation up in the, the old, I'm tapping them. What is this? The old under eye sinus bags. <laughs> and I get back and I felt so shitty earlier that morning. And I get back and I, you know, my mom made me some soup and I take my steroids and I know how they hit me. I mean, I used to take Adderall in college and would fucking hit six nightclubs and then go to the library. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, my mom sees me out in the yard. I'm pulling weeds. I'm pulling up flowers that I've just Googled because I think they may be toxic to the dogs. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, get back, mom. I don't know if these petunias are going to give rigatoni the runs. I mean, you, you, it makes you nuts. Never felt better. Better than I felt 20 years ago. You just have to laugh. Yeah, I don't know what else. I don't, and I think it's very insensitive to the people who have obviously lost loved ones or gone through COVID. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know how to use my words to form an intelligent sentence right now to even convey an emotion, except I just, it, this is insanity. <laughs> That's the only reaction I know how to, to handle. And I have to be honest with you. I am not one of those people. I think I've discussed this before. When I deal with emotion, like if something's really sad, I don't get sad. I laugh because that is how when, I think when you're a comic or maybe when you're a Pisces or just, I don't know, a sick motherfucker, your brain, the way that I absorb things and then can react to them is through uncomfortable giggles. Do you know what I mean? And I'm actually a crier at happy things, weddings, hysterically crying, baby showers. I'm weeping in the corner, inconsolable. I've told you the cochlear implants, the the troops coming home, any of those videos. I'm like, this is beautiful. I truly cannot catch my breath. So for me, when it's sad things, I just get really uncomfortable and then I have to just start giggling. Like I laughed at my father's funeral. I roasted him. I literally did a roast of my father. Now, granted, that's what he would have wanted, but that's how I deal with emotion. 
It's really truly how my whole family does. We laugh. I mean, my, when my dad died, my mom lady goes, Heather, what, what are you going to do? Oh, you want to go to grief counselor? He's fucking dead. That's not going to bring him back. So talk to somebody if you need to, but <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Anyways. And that's called Tough Love from Robin. Maybe we should have a segment on the show where it's just called Tough Love from Robin. And we have my mom call. Like if you guys call him with a problem and then we just have Robin just do one-liners, but she's like, oh, Claire. Oh, what? You got herpes? Guess what? Who doesn't have a bump? Deal with it. And that's just, what is flying outside? Is that a bird or a drone? Sorry. Wow. Just got spooked out of the corner of my eye. Maybe I took a prednisone today. I'm, I'm a little zippy. I found this great little coffee shop here in Vancouver called Victory, Small Victory Bakery. One of the best croissants I've ever had in my life. Shout out to them. They're around the corner. Um, hold on. I need some water. Steroids. And I'm not on them now, but I almost have like, you know, um, like phantom pains, right? Like, if you, you know, when you feel something and it's not there. I don't, I don't know how to describe phantom pains. <laughs> that is not the medical terminology at all. But... I talking about steroids is literally making my mouth so dry because when you're on them, it's like when you take an Adderall and you just get that, that thick paste or actually really whenever you use Burt's Bees chapstick, I also get a weird thick paste and nothing makes me more uncomfortable than when you're talking to somebody and you can see that like white weird liner on the ins that the paste on the inside of their mouth. You're like, Oh God, I can't make eye contact with this bitch named Lauren. Like she's got paste. And then you keep wiping the sides of your mouth to hope that she'll pick up on the fact that you see the paste. I want you all to know if I ever have, you know, the bird's beeswax paste, I want you to stop me and go P to P, do a lip lock. That's what the the phrase we're going to use. Lip lock it. Like, oh, yep. Okay, I got to lock it up. Yep, I need to do a quick wipe. Because sometimes it can happen. You don't realize it's happening. And for the gentlemen listening, y'all are just gross all the time. So I don't even want to fucking get into that. If there's one thing I can encourage you to do, it's to invest in yourself. You know, I mean, what what are we doing? Nobody knows how the stock market works, but you know what I do know? I do know that you're a smart investment and you're a startup and we've got this together. The cool thing is I've been using an online therapy company called Talkspace and it has helped me connect with a licensed therapist for a fraction of the price of what it costs for an in-person therapy. You literally get matched with your perfect therapist from the comfort of your device and you have reach. You can literally reach out to them 24-7 whenever something's on your mind. Do you know how hard it is sometimes to get a, an appointment with a therapist? You got to call Carol like six times. She's like, I can only see you on Thursday for an hour. And then you walk out of there and you're like, I'm broke. We're moving into a digital space. Why not take your therapy and your mental health online? It makes sense to me. Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. And instead of waiting for an appointment, like I said, Carol never calls me back. You can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7 and they'll engage daily, five days a week. They have an amazing therapist network with people that have experienced in over 40 specialties, including, but not limited to, treating depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, relationship issues, food, eating, and much, much more. Because hey, guess what? We got a world of problems out there, but let's talk to somebody about it. The bottom line is that we all need to talk to someone. So Talkspace wants to give us the support we deserve at a price we can afford. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code absolutely to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's absolutely and Talkspace.com. But speaking of croissants, on some happy news, I've really gotten into this show called Emily in Paris. Lily Collins is starring in it. You're going to love her so much and hate her at the same time. She's so unbelievably beautiful. And you know, I have this theory that real stars 
have really long, have elongated necks. She has the longest neck I've ever seen. I have gone through this before. Charlize Theron, I've met her in person at SoulCycle. She has the longest neck you've ever seen in your life, like giraffe-like. Almost if you were to see her, they could put her in a museum, in a barn somewhere. You could walk by, feed her hay. I mean, she's stunning. There is not a flaw on either of these women. But I've noticed to really be like an Oscar winner, to really have... um, I guess to be a real star, you have to have a long neck. And that's why I will always live in this space of, you know, probably like G-list actress. And that's fine because my neck is so thick that my traps and my cheekbones have just kind of morphed into one, one level, if you will. But anyways, so I'm not into like some of these teen dramas, not even a teen drama. It's not even a teen drama. I just saw it produced by MTV and I'm like, okay, this is where are we going to go with this? But I was feeling super anxious this weekend. So I wanted to watch something just like a little love and light. And Emily in Paris is freaking adorable. It's also like secretly raunchy. It's funny. It just made me itch to travel. And I'm sitting in this apartment. And so I found this small victory cafe around the corner. And I'm just ordering almond croissants. Like it's going out of style. Now I need you to know, La Colombe in New York has an incredible almond croissant. This place here has an incredible croissant. I gotta be honest with you. I'm, I'm putting this on the vision board for next year. The only thing that Atlanta is missing is a truly incredible bakery. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, we have Highland Bakery, you know, we have Bacchanalia, you know, Star Provisions, but to have like a specific pastry shop that's good at croissants, I have yet to find one in Atlanta. You know, I'm a pastries for breakfast kind of gal. Give me a cappuccino and a, you know, chocolate croissant. And I'm in my happy place. I actually don't need the bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel. Love it when I'm hungover. But day-to-day bullshit, I could thrive off a warm chocolate chip cookie and a coffee in the morning. And I'm cooking with diesel. You know what I'm saying? So I'm basically already put on 15 pounds since I've been here. Because over the weekend, I've ordered a dozen pastries for myself from this place. Ooh, also another place, the Duft Bake Company. I think it's D-U-F-T. They sent me some friggin' amazing croissants. So while I've been out and about walking around, I'm also shoving hot, buttery, flaky, crispy pastries down this thick ass neck. It's because I've been I've been inspired. I've been watching Emily in Paris. Now let me tell you, Lily Collins is really I think she's a great actress. She's adorable. I used to wait on her at Body by Simone when I worked at this other gym in LA. I know. The irony that I've worked at multiple gyms is I get it. When I tell you, I also waited on Taylor Swift there. I forgot. I never mentioned the fact that I met Taylor Swift before. Very briefly, though. Another one who has a long fucking neck. She comes in. She's like an Amazon. I mean, she's like, you know, 6'4". Stunning. Beautiful. But Lily Collins is one of those people, when you meet her in person, you've never seen such angelic, almost transparent, iridescent skin. And you're like, fuck me. This bitch has never seen an eczema flare up. But this show is so cute and it just transported me to like a happier time. And it reminded me of study abroad and how like (laughs) I do have to say it's very like Gossip Girl Sex in the City-esque where she's in these perfectly put together chic outfits. She's got like a Chanel, you know, houndstooth print skirt with the matching jacket and like a fun see-through. It's almost like she only wears bralettes and then like a silky see-through top half tucked in like a little French tuck no pun intended, into the houndstooth skirt 
that's like a mini. And then she's the only bitch who can pull off a sock and a sandal. No, I'm sorry, not a sock and a sandal, a sock and a heel. You know what I'm talking about. Prada every fucking season tries to pull this off. It's like a lime green, almost like nylon sock, little footy with like a weird mule. And you're like this, only a thin bitch could pull this off. And I've got really thin ankles. But if I showed up to a party with a, like a kitten heel and a loose, almost like doily sock that was neon green hugging my thin ankle, y'all would punch me in the teeth and kick me to the curb. You'd be like, don't come in, don't come to my party trying to pull off this Emily in Paris bullshit. So you really love to hate her. And it's great. It's a bunch of like these hot French guys chasing after her. I mean, she's getting, she's getting asked out on dates like Tara Reid did back in two, 2005. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she's hitting her prime. And it really took me to a happy place in my mind. If you want to watch it just for the sheer, like it's, it's, you know, a little cheesy, overacted, like here for it. But it transported me in my mind to the happier times when I studied abroad in Italy. And I talk about these stories a lot in my stand-up, but <laughs> I'm just, I, I reflected on what Emily in Paris is wearing and, you know, she's there for her big girl job. But when I was studying abroad, I was so drunk the entire time I was in the country of Italy. First of all, they almost kicked me out of the study abroad program. I, I missed like five days of class. I was only there for like two and a half months for a summer session. They literally pulled me into the office. Like, if you miss one more day of class, like you have to go home. We have to send you back to America. Y'all, it's 2020. I know you're feeling as anxious as I am, but I got a little solution for you. Listen, Feels is a better way to feel better. Feels is a premium CBD company that will keep your head clear and help you feel your best. CBD has been proven to greatly reduce anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. There are nights when like, I'm just staring at the ceiling and I can't figure it out. And I'm like, what am I doing? My mind is racing. I'm, I'm like rethinking everything I've done in the last 10 years. How do we get here? I take a couple of drops of my Feels CBD. And honestly, it just kind of takes that edge off, but in a non-intoxicating way. So I just kind of feel relaxed and I'm able to close my eyes and just breathe a little bit. Navigating the world of CBD can feel honestly really complicated and there's so many products out there, but at Feels, they basically took the process and made it as simple as possible. So you can start feeling better as soon as possible. If you're new to CBD, Feels also offers a free CBD hotline to help you guide through the discovery process and kind of understand the products and what's good for you. They deliver premium CBD directly to your doorstep. And it helps with anxiety, stress, pain, sleeplessness. We've discussed that. And if you're new to CBD, literally you can talk to somebody and they'll be like, this is what you should take. I think this makes more sense. And like talk you through it on the feels hotline. Doesn't get better than that. All you got to do is to become a member. You get 50% off your order. That's right. 50% off your order. So to feel your best, go to feels, F-E-A-L-S.com slash absolutely to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S, like I'm feeling something, dot com slash absolutely to become a member and get 50% off. Automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash absolutely. Every day I was so hungover. So in this show, these Frenchmen are like, oui, oui, you're so beautiful. When I would walk to class at 8 a.m. in the morning in the clothes I wore clubbing at a club called Bebop, and if you studied abroad in Florence, you know fucking Club Bebop, I would be there till like 6 a.m., get an hour sleep, have to get up, go to class. The Italian men would, this, this was their cat calling, why, why you look so sweaty? Oh my God, are you green? Why, you about to throw up so hungover? American whore, also come sit on my face. 
And I remember being in Italy and I would just, you know, I thought I I was living my life. And can I say something for the record? I know that there are people who listen to this who don't have my best interest. I know there's a couple spies out there who then send these stories back to, you know, I don't know, relatives. I'm, I'm a comedian. This is my fucking job, okay? And if you listen to my podcast, I'd send my Instagram to like my Aunt Lori because you think I live an inappropriate life sucking my dick. <laughs> I'll get into that at another time. I can't. This would never happen to fucking male comics, but because I'm a woman and I have these conversations and I tell you all funny stories and what really happened in my life, I literally had someone call my fucking mom, which my mom's in on the joke. I'm also on a tangent. My sister put up something on her Instagram about my mom talking about um, a blowjob. And my mom said to camera, Ashley, a blowjob should never take longer than 10 minutes. My mom loves this shit. Okay. You know, my mom's my best friend. This wasn't even on my Instagram. We had a nutty fucking neighbor call my mom at 1 a.m. and was like, your daughter's a disrespectful, yada, yada, yada. My mom chewed her out. My sister called this lady and was like, mind your fucking business. This is crazy. We're having a laugh. It's 2020. My mom is in on it. She is the most beloved, like cherished angel baby nugget of a human. But you know, when you get like the self-righteous police, whatever, I'm saying all this, fuck you. You know who I'm talking about. That's on God, period. Let's get back into study abroad. (laughs) But if I was a male comic, telling these stories would never be a thing. But because I'm a woman and I'm not, I'm really not trying to pull that card, but I'm going to fucking pull it. It's so insane. And it's other women. It's never men. Men are like, these stories are great. Let's share. Oh, I got a girl pregnant at study abroad. Now she's living in my garage. (laughs) Wow, I got the giggles today. But all this being said, I share my stories because this is my life and this is what I've chosen to do as a living and I fucking love it. And I don't have one of the top podcasts in the nation. I don't. <laughs> I just said that so, so boldly. I don't have one of the biggest hit shows on television and have won 10 Emmys for nothing. You know what I mean? Have to speak that into existence. Also going to speak, I would like to be an Emily in Paris season two, which will probably get shot in 2030 because I don't know if they're ever going to let us in. But anyways, back to study abroad. You know, I'm young. I'm 21. I'm living my life. I'm in Italy. I'm thriving. I was making out with dudes in nightclubs left and right. You know, you know, I did a little something. But there was one night I was in this club and I was making out with this dude and I was so drunk and I didn't realize, I thought he was Croatian. Turns out he was Romanian. And I guess the Italians and the Romanians kind of get, you know, they don't get along that well. I don't know. But the subtext of the, of the text is, they're not friends. And my friend, Mary Beth, literally grabbed me and she goes, Heather, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm having a great time. This is Mark. And she's like, he has no teeth. (laughs) I'm sorry. The man had like one tooth. And I said this on Instagram the other day and a bunch of people messaged me and they call, they said that's called summer teeth because some are here and some aren't there or something. I just butchered the joke and I was laughing so hard. But that was me and I was thriving. I think I hooked up with 90% of dudes who weren't from Italy. Like, I thought I was going to go over there, have a under the Tuscan sun moment. Arrivederci, I'm here. That actually means goodbye. But I basically like made out with dudes who, like a Romanian, a Mexican dude. Yeah, made out with a Mexican guy. He was from Cancun. That was wild. Another Croatian. Another man. I don't know if he, he could have been Middle Eastern. No one was Italian. You know, so I just had, I was a little triggered watching Emily in Paris. I mean, she's getting that good. Parisian D. I shit you not. 
I was just having flashbacks and sweating. So I'm texting my friends who I said to brought with them. Like, y'all please send me photos. There's this one epic photo and I still have the t-shirt and I have this, I, I was so drunk before um, we were going to like France for the weekend. And I was so drunk the night before when I packed, I didn't pack any clothes, like no pants. So I got on the train with a pair of like jean shorts and a tank top. And then when I got to France, I was like, I have no clothes. So I had to buy a t-shirt at a train station and it just was, it had cats on the front and they all had like a towel around their neck and sunglasses. It was three cats. And I thought it was great because at the time I had three cats, Kramer, Delta, and Goldie. And then on the back, it had the cats tails up with their asses exposed. And it's like, Nice is nice because we were going to Nice, France. Um, yeah, on the front it said niece, like niece is great. And on the back it said like niece is nice because then you saw the cat's assholes. And I wore that t-shirt for the entire weekend. We went to like fancy restaurants, but I like, you know, tied it in a knot and did again, a French tuck into the denim with like a styled hat. And we were on the train. I had my, you know, my, my Panama Jack hat and a Russian woman put a bird on my head and she kept saying, move your horse, John Wayne. Have I ever told these stories before? I don't, if I have, I'm so sorry that this is a repeat, but I was just triggered by watching Emily in Paris. And everybody called me John Wayne because I was the largest person in Italy. And I couldn't go to an H&M in France and buy clothes. Because if you think that the, even at that time I was tiny, but even then they did, they were like, no, why? Why are you here? Well, that's Italian. They're like, oh, why, why are you here? You're so, the neck's so thick. I don't really know what that accent was, but you get what I'm saying. So I don't know. I swept a lot of cigs, ate a lot of croissants, ate a lot of pizza, pasta. I actually lost 15 pounds. And, you know, we can discuss that later. That's because there's no preservatives in the food. But here we are. Well, Halloween's coming up. And if you're going to be making that hunch punch and that bowl, I'll tell you what, you don't have, you don't have time to be hungover the next day. That's why I'm sticking to my DHM detox regimen. It has helped me literally get through those next day scaries where you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it because I had too much of a hunch punch. DHM Detox is a vitamin for people who like to enjoy alcohol. It's a smart, responsible way to enjoy your booze. And whether you hate that awful next day feeling or just want to enjoy a few drinks here or there, DHM Detox is a must. Enjoy your drinks and forget about the brain fog and all that crappy feeling. Their company is built on the words, no days wasted, because it's true. There's nothing worse than when you wake up the next day and you're like, crap, here's a Wednesday, thrown out the, thrown out the window because I'm going to be on the couch all day hungover. No one has time for that. DHM Detox uses science and a blend of antioxidants and vitamins to help boost your body's natural response and help break down those toxins while you're sipping your favorite beverage. It's a risk-free purchase. So if you aren't satisfied after taking the product, they'll give you your money back, which to me is a no-brainer. So at the very least, give it a shot and get a refund if you don't love it. I've got you 20% off your order and free shipping in the US. Head over to nodayswasted.co, that's C-O, backslash absolutely and use promo code absolutely at checkout. That's nodayswasted.co slash absolutely. Try DHM Detox. You just take two capsules after your first couple of drinks and it goes to work. Let them do the work, not you and your liver. So you feel like you have no days wasted. Again, it's nodayswasted.co slash absolutely. Anywho, wow, I'm on a tangent. I digress. But I love, 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 love going down memory lane and just remembering how, what a shit show study abroad was. How we came back alive, I'll never know. And Emily in Paris, she's just so thin. I mean, there's one point where they have a scene where she's running and you can see her abs contracting. I'm like, I did not look like that when I was in Europe. 
Oy, I looked hungover all the time and I miss college. You know, I think maybe we all as adults need to have a sabbatical, take a year where you just go abroad. And I know that's just like traveling abroad, but I actually want to like enroll in classes and hang out with 22 year olds and just party. (laughs) I know I won't be able to handle it, but if I can get some of the drugs that Trump was on today, then I can handle it. Does that make sense? If I can just get my hands on some of that dexamethiazone or whatever the fuck it's called or pop some prednisone, I could hit Italy and do study abroad all over again and I'd be fine. Also, sorry about going on that tangent about the crazy neighbor who called my mom. That was, I wasn't trying to start shit, but I just find it funny that there's some people, I don't know, I've just observed this. I just got really pissed this weekend. I was like, go fuck yourself. I'm a, like, I'm a comic. Oh, you're the self-righteous police? And my mom called me and she's like, fuck this lady. I'm like, yeah, fuck her. Fuck them. What's up, Barb? Fuck them. Side note, shout out to my dear friend, Amanda McCuga. Um, She's pregnant with a baby girl. And her husband, Josh, really wants to name their kid Barbara. Or like Linda, like a, like, you know, like an aunt's name. And she's like, Heather, I I don't know what to do. He's so dead set on naming our kid Barbara. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's better than like Brantley or Brixley. But she's like, what do I do? I'm like, I think, I think you go with Barb. Like, let's bring Barb back. Let's put the power back into Barb. You know what I mean? Maybe we should bring back some of these names. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's get to the hotline. I know y'all are losing your shit just as much as I am. So let's see what trouble y'all have gotten into. Oh, real quick, side note. Thank you everybody for the restaurant suggestions. Uh, Just a heads up, I'm not able to see as much of Vancouver as I wanted. Clearly, uh, I have a loyalty to production. We're we're trying to be real safe. So unfortunately, I can't really go on places, but I'm trying to get out and get some fresh air and I'm ordering in as much as I can. So send me your order in recommendations via Instagram. All right, let's get to the voicemails. What's up, Heather? Your boy Chris from Ireland. Where I'm from in Ireland, we don't call them Irish car bombs because that's where the Civil War was. An Irish car bomb to us was actually a bomb in a car. Uh, second, I've done a hard time once for like a few hours in a local police station cell because they were very drunk. Only experience I have, my friend was in the cell next to us singing Miley Cyrus the Climb. That was fun. But uh, absolutely not for you. I've got like a really decent, good job, but I like to keep my options open. I work in restaurants, so you know the bill. I am fucking sick of applying for jobs, doing four interviews with one employer and then being fucking ghosted. So my absolutely not is being ghosted by a potential employer. And even if they send an email to say, you know what, good four interviews, but you're not the one for us. That would be fine, but absolutely nothing. Even after email and calling, fuck that shit, wasting my time. Anyways, love and light. Bye. Okay, Chris from Ireland, Daddy Gills. I love having an international call. Chris, thank you for this. And absolutely not to employers not letting you know what the fuck's going on. I completely agree with this. This is insane. Um, but first, let's touch on a couple of things. One, thank you for addressing from last week's episode about the Irish car bomb. Uh, again, this is something that we need to talk about. Like, I literally had that aha moment. Like, wait a minute. You should fucking say that. So good to hear from a man from Ireland that that indeed you should not order an Irish car bomb 
at a bar. Thank you for that. Okay, so let's get back to the thing. So you're working in a, in a restaurant. And listen, I worked that hustle. You know, you know it. We know it. There's nothing like going on essentially like an open call for a restaurant job. And if, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's kind of like going on an open call for American Idol. Uh, you look on Craigslist, all of these restaurants, you know, say in a three mile radius will, you know, have a have an open time for you to go in and put in your resume and they do a short little interview. Maybe it's from like, I don't know, say two to four, you know, right before they open for dinner service. And you rush around all these places and you give them your resume and you, you know, look like an asshole dressed up with like a weird vest on because I don't know, you're trying to feel snazzy, hoping that, you know, a TGI Fridays is going to give you, give you a, a hand up. And then you go on these interviews, you go back and forth and then you, you know, you interview with one manager and then you go to another manager and then you got to meet the lead bartender because I don't know if you're going to be a bar back. And then they don't have the audacity to just tell you, hey, not a great fitter. We filled the position with a girl with fake tits. So, you know, that's the kind of vibe we need at our nightclub. I I feel this way strongly because I feel like, I literally call it auditioning, but trying to get a restaurant job is like getting a, um, going out for auditions. Jeff would get so frustrated because when I would audition, I never get feedback. You never get feedback. And I'm not in the position yet where I just get straight offers. That's like, okay. In a business sense, if you like were some like tech guru, you would just get straight offers. People would want to poach you. I'm still in the position where I have to go to the interview. Okay. I have to audition. People are intrigued and they're starting to know who I am, but they're still like, can she send us a tape? We need proof that what she does is legit. So just trying to explain that in the actor's term versus like, like literally the cuntiest thing another actor could say is like, so do you audition? That basically means like, are you well, well enough known or like, do you still have, do you still, do you send a tape? Did you, did you go in and read? Oh, wow. You did a chemistry test. Wow. Okay. So you're like still like scrappy. <laughs> okay. Anywho, but Jeff would get so annoyed because I would go on these auditions and maybe I'd leave a, you know, a job interview and that's what it is. It's a job interview. And I'm like, damn, I fucking nailed it. There's no way if they don't call me in, that's insane. And I would never find out. And so it's always just left up to the unknown. Like, am I going to get it? I thought I killed it. And really and truly, and I'm sure we learn on the other side of it, like there's so many dumb things that go into whether or not you get the job. And it honestly probably has nothing to do with your talent level, your expertise on whatever job that is. It's just literally like we needed, you know, we needed an Irish guy, but we needed one with fake tits. And because you didn't have fake tits, they're like, we're not bringing you in. But I agree with you. I feel like you should at least get a, hey, we're going to pass. So you're not just lurking in the fucking unknown. You know, give me the common courtesy to let me know whether or not I got a chance. Because I also got to look at my other options. I have a friend back home who is, you know, she's trying to look for a new job. And she said the same thing. She's like, I've gone on six Zoom, again, auditions. I don't know how to say interview. And she's like, I just want them to tell me whether or not they've passed or if they fulfilled the position because I trust no one. And I feel the frustration. Absolutely not. Hey, TGI Fridays, just call me back and let me know whether or not I can serve hot tenders. Be transparent. It's a no from me, dog. It's not going to work out. Or let me know it's a yes. Or hey, we've got to interview six more people. Hang on for a week, something. And listen, anybody who's a business owner is going to say like, we don't have time to let you know about that. But guess what? You should let me know because you're leaving me in the lurk. I'm in the unknown. And that's what I don't like. I don't like the space of unknown. Chris, thank you for being a fan. Thanks for calling all the way from Ireland. Although I think you're Chris who lives in DC, but you are Irish. I think I know who you are. 
But anyways, I love you and I mean it. And thank you for, you know, clearing up the Irish car bomb because I'm, I'm glad that we're having this cultural conversation. And as a true Irish woman, Scots Irish, I don't, again, I, I'm sure someone gets upset about that. It's just my people started in one country and then they moved to the other. But, you know, Heather Kyle McMahon, again, is a very, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's a half a dozen one or the other. That's kind of where I'm at. As a relative, Chris, I appreciate you bringing this, you know, to the forefront and that other Irish Americans need to know it's not okay. All right. That's on God. Love and light. Hi, Heather. Not a question. This is Maddie from Indiana, but I'm just um, listening to your latest podcast a few days late and uh, hearing your questions about the Irish car bombs. And I have to say, my brother was studying abroad in Ireland and his friends went to visit him and one ordered an Irish car bomb and the bartender lit two shots of Bacardi 151 on fire and said, here's your twin towers, motherfucker. So I'm going to go with, yes, it is offensive. And no, we should not still be calling them that. I'm happy to provide you with this little tidbit. Have a great day. Oh, shit. What perfect timing on this. I mean, these were like literally one after the other. Wait a minute. That's fucked and also necessary. See, guys, look at what we're learning here on the Absolutely Not line. So you don't make the same mistake. So you don't go to another foreign country and you ask for something ignorant and piss off a bartender. Guess what? You know what Ireland is known for? Their pubs, their bars. You know what I wouldn't want to do is piss off an Irish bartender because you know what's going to happen? He's going to call the pub next door and the one next to that. And then they're going to call your uncle. And basically, you'll be banned. And I, I'm not trying to do that. You know, I was talking about studying abroad. When I went to Italy, you know, I really tried to do a little research. And the Italians, some of them, real Italians, they looked down on me a little bit because I... Yeah, they were like, she's chunky. And there's, I got to be honest with you, you go to Italy, there's not, everyone's pretty thin. But, you know, I just tried to learn a little bit of the culture. I knew a couple phrases. I knew some words. But I tried to be as non-American as possible. And not that we should have shame to be Americans, but, you know, I don't know. Our president is on roids right now. So there's that. Thank you for that clarification. I love hearing this. Just drives it home. No Irish car bombs. (laughs) Let's get to the next voicemail. Heather, Darcy from Connecticut. I feel like your hotline's just becoming my therapy. Like, I don't even care if I don't even get on the show. I just need to vent. So absolutely not. For me today is I'm a nurse and I just started a new facility. And there's a lot of nurses that smoke. High stress environment, like whatever, to each his own. But like legit smoke break, smoke break, smoke break. So these nurses are getting behind on their unit. And they're like, oh, how much, how much do you have left? What do you have left to do? Well, I got to go smoke a cigarette, so I'll be back. These freaking cigarette breaks add up to, I'm not even kidding, probably like 70 minutes or something. Like, I legit have been running on the floor like a literal crackhead. And I get done with all my stuff, and they're asking me to do their stuff because they're so behind because they need fucking cigarette breaks. Listen, do I need to start... Like, I don't know, vaping. Do I need to pretend to be a smoker so I can go out and have like 30,000 cigarette breaks? Also, you know, not be able to get my work done, like, and just have other people do it, like the newbie, like me? Absolutely fucking not, dude. I'm over it. Sorry that I don't smoke. Like, should I be a freaking smoker? It kind of sounds appealing. What are your thoughts on this? Like, 
what? Absolutely not. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I cannot wait to listen to your podcast on Tuesday. Tell Robin, we all say we love her. What's up? Hope everything's going great. I hope she hijacks your Instagram again soon. Darcy, my girl. Wow. Thank you for giving us us this update on nurse life. Hashtag nurse life. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've said this before on the podcast. All these episodes are starting to like fry my brain. Uh, You know, I have this obsession with doctors and nurses or really anybody in some sort of medical uniform smoking. And I've been wanting to do this cocktail table book for the longest time, which is medical professional smoking. I lived near NYU when I was in New York and it would just kill me. Like you literally, there'd be doctors out there fresh out of surgery. They still got the cap on. And they're out there chain smoking a Marlboro Red, not even hitting the vape. Although I think cigarettes are probably better than a vape because of the water vapors and, you know, it can give you popcorn lung. What's popcorn lung? Popcorn lung is essentially when all the water vapors build up in your lungs and then these like pockets of bacteria pop up that look like popcorn, a.k.a. popcorn lung. Here's a deal. This used to piss me off. Again, I'm sorry. I think I've talked about this before. When you worked in restaurants, when I worked in restaurants, they always, like every bartender smokes. And they'd always just pop out. I got to smoke. I got to smoke. I got to smoke. And you're like, fuck you. So I've got to work. I don't get a break because you got to fucking smoke, Ronnie. I should have changed my tampon eight and a half hours ago, but we just went through a dinner rush and I'm soaked to the bone. (laughs) I probably got toxic shock syndrome, but have you seen me put down my shaker to step away? cleanse my body? No, because you've left so many times. I'm in the fucking weeds. I got six dirty martinis, 75 Cosmos and three assholes who order Long Island iced teas. And I can't step away because you're in the back hitting a cool, a menthol sick. I really do. That's where I get crazy. You know, and listen, I'm not shitting on medical professionals. I mean, I know a lot of attorneys who are like raging alcoholics because when you deal with heavy shit all day, you got to, you got to do something to take off the edge, take, release the steam. But what I'm saying is it seems unfair. It is wild though, when you see doctors and nurses and I hope nobody steals my idea. I've said this for a while. I said it on Instagram years ago. I have the proof, the timestamp because somebody actually, when I was on tour, brought me a makeshift book of, they went online and they literally found photos of like nurses smoking and then made me a a book. And I was like, okay, I think we, you know, we don't have written consent from these people but I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start a documentary and it's called Doctors Who Smoke. (laughs) Also at this point, it's 20 fucking 20. Like if you want to vape, fucking babe, I'm not telling you what to do. You know, my dad, he smoked weed every day and didn't drink, but died of like pancreatic and liver cancer. Riddle me fucking this, okay? I don't know what to tell you, but it is funny, but it's not fair. I hear you when you're like, where where you been, bitch? Where you been, It's like, oh, I've been out smoking. Just because you smoke doesn't mean I got to work harder. And if you're a woman, you know, there have been times when you've been slammed and you haven't been able to step away and it's eight hours later and I'm not trying to like, you know, whatever. But, and you're like, oh my God, I completely forgot to change my tampon. Or I've I've literally like, I for, you know, it's the worst when you work in restaurants and you're working so fast and so hard through that like dinner rush or that lunch rush and you forget to pee. And you've worked a double that day and you, it gets like eight o'clock where you can kind of slow down. No, really about 9.45. And you're finally like, okay, I'm just going to step away for two seconds. And then you pee and it's like toffee brown. And you're like, I think I have a kidney infection. I haven't been able to step away because fucking Rodney's got to hit his vape. You know the vapes I don't understand? And listen, I like to jewel for a hot second. You know what I mean? 
couldn't handle the mint jewel. That one would like burn, burn my esophagus. But you know, the guys who have, I think they're like, um, fuck, what do you call them? They're the vape where it releases a ton of smoke and they grip them like they're gripping a penis. You know what I mean? And they put it to the side of their mouth and like those. It's almost like they have a turkey leg in their hand. And when they, you know, it takes a full fist to hold those things. I don't know what kind of vape. I want to say it's a gauge, but I know gauges are what goes in your ears. But men who have gauges in their ears are also the kind of guys who smoke on those big turkey leg things. And it's so fucking gross. Like you're, there's no way that that's fucking helping. And they blow the smoke right into your face. And their names are always something like, you know, it's like a Tyler. It's always like, what up? I'm Tyler. (laughs) Welcome to uh, NTB, National Tire and Battery. (laughs) They do some line of mechanic work. You know what I mean? Tyler Vanstrovsky. That's their name. You know a Tyler Vanstrovsky. He's like, what up? And then he's got a Kid Rock tattoo on his arm. He's like, I'm not with my girlfriend right now. She's being a bitch, but we'll probably get back together next week. It's a tumultuous relationship and like you feel for him, but also you really feel for her. And then she walks around the corner, walking into NTB to fight him. And then she has a Kid Rock tattoo on her other arm and she's hitting the gauge. She's like, I fucking hate you, Tyler. Fuck you. And you're like, wow, actually, I know you all are fighting right now, but I really genuinely think you were meant to be, you know? You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know that you know what I'm saying. So anyways, totally agree with you. Fuck that. You don't get more breaks just because you're a smoker. That's what's up. Next voicemail. Hi, Heather. It's Mo and it's Claire from Missouri. Yep, we're from Missouri. Um, We just want to call in really quickly. Um, We haven't absolutely not. We recently were at a quarantine gathering at an apartment and a girl walked in in a tight little bodycon dress, like spandex cotton. Um, and we just feel like we're 28 years old. It's quarantine. Put on your sweatpants. No more body con. Absolutely not body con. Yeah, they're done. They're canceled. Yep. Bye. We love, love you. Ladies, thank you so much for calling in. I love just a dynamic duo in the car. I can picture it now. You're driving a, probably a, a Nissan Xterra. Remember those? Same one you've had since high school. And y'all are just, you just picked up Taco Bell and you're both hungover and you're like, fuck these hoes and these bodycon dresses. Now, bodycon is really a short for body conscious. And I don't know about you, but there's nothing that makes me more self-conscious than body conscious dresses. <laughs> wow, that was a good one, Heather. She still got it, even though she hasn't had human contact. Yeah, there's no reason why in 2020 we should still be wearing stuff that's tight. And really and truly what gets me for the bodycon is it hits me right in the stomach and I'm shaped like an apple. And I'm like, I, guys, like, give me a nice, you know, faux wrap with a huge slit so that my vagina kind of peeks out. But I don't want to wear like a little cable knit, like a knit little something. I have a friend in my life and she knows who she is and she wears, she can, she has like perfect tits and she can just slip on the little tight dress and she'll like run out of the house with like no bra and she's like, what? And I'm like, what are you wearing? She's like, I just threw this on. If I don't have two layers of Spanx, then a layer of skims and like, I don't know, knee high boots to then tuck the bodycon dress into. So you kind of think it's a Dickies like turtleneck and you're like, I don't, I'm confused. And I'm really just trying to draw your eye away from from the bodycon dress to the boot, then I I can't leave the house. 
Also to me in 2020, like great, you're cute. I'm not woman shaming, like body positive, but I don't need, it's like Emrata. Like we get it. You're, you still have a great body. We get it. I don't need to see you out in a body contrast when the rest of us have been home eating nachos, Cheetos, burritos, smoking weed at our mom's house, trying to grab onto the banister for some stability. It's like Julianne Huff throwing the lemon water in our face. Goodbye. Unreal. I agree with you. Absolutely not to body conscious dresses because it makes me self-conscious. And if you got a flat little figure, take it to fucking France and hang out with Emily in Paris because she's got rip dabs too, Rick. I'm click conscious too. Oh my God. Y'all, I'm on a roll today. I'm funnier than shit. I am click conscious because those body con dresses that are short, and you know what I'm talking about. You used to buy my BB, baby, baby. You know, that was always next to a wet seal and wedged between a Forever 21 and a Charlotte Russe at the mall. And the girls used to go in and get the baby dresses. And even when I was like tiny, I was never tiny. Let's not fucking play around. But even when I was like, like a young 21 year old, I still could never fit into baby. And all they did was knock off that Hervé Leger dress. And you know what I'm talking about. That clubbing dress that everybody wore in like 2002. And you had to wear it with like the knockoff Yves Saint Laurent, big wedge shoes. But they're wedged in the front and it's a spike heel in the back. And it's actually basically what Mariah Carey still wears every day. And there are moments where it's like, I know what looks good on my body. So yeah, I kind of say stay in the same, you know, style frame, if you will because I know the shape that looks good. But Mariah Carey's still wearing the exact outfit that we used to wear in like 2002 when we were going nightclubbing. So I do think this is really a, a bigger conversation about we need to call Mariah Carey stylist and ask her what's going on because I love, I love Mariah Carey. Uh, but I, she's still rocking those outfits. And I just like, what are we doing here? It's unnecessary. And honestly, we might need to take political action. If you show up to my house or anywhere, until 2021 in a body conscious dress, I'm, I'm done. You're not allowed to come in. And don't say I'm being rude because I think you were rude for bringing your fab fit fun attitude to my house. And this chair is so fucking squeaky. I have not replaced it. All right. Thank you for the call. Let's get to the next voicemail. Good evening, Heather McMahon. This is your friend Tom from Houston, Texas. I have an absolutely not for you. I decided to go off and visit some friends up in San Antonio this weekend. I've been recently, you know, new relationship, haven't really posted much on social media about it. And unprompted, one of my friends goes, you know, I could tell you've been in a relationship because you put on some quote unquote happiness weight. What in the holy hell is happiness weight? How are you going to tell someone they're happy so they're getting fat? I think I'm just eating Oreos and, you know, double dipping in the, you know, guacamole because I'm over here trying to eat and have a good time. But apparently it's because I'm happy. How do you feel if someone told you you had happiness weight? Uh, Give me your feedback. Tell me how you feel about that. Hope you have a great night. Tearing the stew, bitch. Tom from Houston. I love the enthusiasm. Thank you for that beautiful good evening, Houston. Fully agree with you. It's unacceptable that somebody at any point was like, oh, you're happy you put on weight. Can I tell you, though, you are in a new relationship if you have. I mean, they're half true because truly, really, um, what happens is when you start, when you fall in love, 
And it's a beautiful thing. Throw all your inhibitions. You throw your, your, your judgment out the window. You're like, this person's settled. This person is willing to, to be one with me. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm teeter-tottering on this only simply because as somebody who's never really been, <laughs> you know, I mean, I do look back at the times when Jeff and I first started dating and we were just like little baby munchkins. And there are points in a relationship where you do become comfortable and you kind of let your hair down, the hair on your vagina and your head. And you're like, it is what it is. But if you're new in the relationship, I think you still have it on point and not that you can't be yourself. I think really, truly what the, what the real conversation is, is your friend's jealous. Your friend's trying to bring you down because he or she is single AF. They're trying to relation chain you. And I support all my single friends. But don't come at me saying, you look thick. Oh, are you still with that guy, Jeff? Yeah, am. 10 years, 11, going on 11. Does his weight fluctuate? Yeah, because he's a man. Has mine stayed steady thick? 100%. Now, if they're just trying to get up in your business because it sounds like your friend is nosy as fuck, then, you know, I like a little cattiness. I Like, this is something Raymond would say to me. Raymond would be like, mm are you dating someone new? You're starting to get chunky. And I'd be like, fuck you. And then that, but that's just how we talk to each other. I oftentimes think that if somebody were to listen to Ray and I talk to each other, like, and they didn't know us, they would think that we were two of the meanest people to one another and not about other people. We have respect for other people, but we are really mean to one another. But that's honestly a deeper level of friendship that, and you know, you have that like three people in your life that you're just a cunt to. And that's how we communicate. And it's really a beautiful thing. But I think in this case, your friend is trying to, you know, throw shade and by getting you revved up because they want you to be like, I haven't put on weight. Uh, 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 so what if I'm, you know, hooking up and they want you to slip, but you got to stay like a rock, not physically. Do you, if you want to, you know, do your thing, do your thing, but also love's a beautiful thing and you should cherish that. And putting on the relationship weight is kind of beautiful. There's nothing better than when you, you know, post-sex, and your lover literally leans over and says, I just have, I have a pizza just delivered. See how I time that? I knew this would be a quick 15 minute pump pump. And so on Uber Eats, I went and I, I made sure that the pizza was delivered. So it'd be hot, fresh and ready. It's a beautiful thing. So really and truly their snarky comments come from a place of single jealousy and you need to nip it in the bud. And just be like, you know what? I feel good. Yeah, am I a little bit swollen from a lot of the sex I've been having? For sure. Have you ever had so much sex that you feel hungover? I have. You know what I mean? Where you're just depleted. You're like, you, if you don't get an electrolyte stimul, stimulate, if you don't get an electrolyte, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> if you don't get a bag, a banana bag, as they call it in hospitals, which is a bag of electrolytes. It's essentially, you know, your sodium, your potassium, your magnesium. Then you feel, you feel weak. I mean, they can bust it wide open and then also leave you depleted. So actually what you should say to your friend is, oh yeah, no, actually I haven't put on weight and I'm hungry for more, more of that good, good. I'm actually super thirsty though. And then you watch your friend hit their <laughs> side vape and you're like, fuck you. We've got to end this right now. I mean, listen, we're here trying to solve really major world problems, world crisis, if you will. And I just feel like these are the things that I need y'all to bring into the hotline. This was a great call. All of these were great calls. And I appreciate us being able to talk about what happened to us in study abroad. Talk about what we're watching on Netflix. Talk about our love for croissants. Talk about how to, you know, you don't go to, you don't go to Ireland and order an Irish car bomb. You don't go to Japan and order a kamikaze. Get it together. Because we also got to be friends to our allies across the pond because we might need them. 
Also, this was a PSA on the dangers of steroids. It's a false sense of energy, of strength. And these are things that we need to discuss. And I'm also very excited to announce I will be running in 2024 for something. Might be head of the HOA, might be, you know, president of my Zumba club. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to let you know. Keep calling into the hotline. I need you now more than ever. 800-213-7503. Again, the absolutely not line is 800-213-7503. This is our podcast. We're here. Absolutely yes to you being a part of it and participating. And we're going to get through this year together. Why? Because I got you and you got me. And I miss my dog rigatoni. It's like Julie Andrews just took over my body. Y'all have a great week. Love and light. Keep hitting the hotline, 800-213-7503. See you next week on the Absolutely Not Line. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.